Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Hello, Savvy Souls. So this morning, the time I'd set aside to record this podcast was hijacked. I recently booked this place over the web. It was I had a quick in and out of Toronto and I stayed at this place and it ended up being a little sketchy. And for the past few days, the owner of that place has been pursuing me saying that the payment link didn't go through and he's sending me these links to try to get me to pay him directly instead of going through the website. And I felt hijacked because I recently had my identity stolen and it was a complete nightmare. And so I started feeling like super stressed and I have to solve this right away and I have to get him to go away and he's pressuring me and my whole nervous system just got hijacked with fear and projecting into the future and what was going to happen. And maybe he would steal my ideal ideas well, and just all of that. And pretty soon my body was in a complete state of alarm, but you know, the dog started getting a little disturbed because we hadn't gone for their walk yet. And so I decided to take them for the walk. I usually take them out close to an hour. And I found as I was walking, it took me quite a while to settle into my body, to start breathing again, to notice that I was okay. I was just on a country road walking along. And first of all, what I noticed is the kind of thoughts I was thinking in the situation were a little catastrophic, this intense feeling of lack of safety just because this guy has my phone number and was hassling me and just noticing how overpowering this felt and how much my nervous system was totally triggered. But as I started noticing, these were just my thoughts. I started understanding the reality of the situation. It's not that big a deal. And I can get in touch with booking.com, who was the site I was working through and solve the problem from that end. And nobody's going to steal my ID again, unless I let them. And so it was just getting back into my body, knowing that I was safe and what I remembered finally to do was to shift my focus to where I was in that moment. I was just there holding the leashes of my two dogs, walking along a country road. There were bushes on the side and trees and the yellow farmhouses next to me. And then the cute little house with little white picket fence and the house that always hangs the pride sign and uh, the perfectly manicured garden that shared by about four houses together and 
then I reached the spot where there's an osprey nest on top of this large pole that towers above the telephone poles where this couple of ospreys are, I guess, watching the nest or taking care of babies. I can't tell if they're hatched yet because it's up so high. And I came right back in to that moment and I remembered the gift of just being where I was now and knowing that I was okay and seeing the, the, the beauty and just enjoying the experience of walking along that country road on a fine spring day. Happiness expert Mo Godat defines happiness as the calm and peacefulness you feel when life is okay as it is. And I have to say, I love that definition. I totally agree with him. The main words in his definition that really caught my attention is life as it is. That means life where you are right now in this moment, noticing it's okay. Think about it, savvy souls. Think about all of the times you've been anxious or worried or uncertain or afraid or defeated, frustrated or angry, or feeling stuck, not knowing where to go or doubting. All of those times, it's because what you were thinking about was the future. You were projecting into the future and worried about what might happen. Or think of the times you've spent ruminating about the things you've done or said that you wished you hadn't done or said, or the things you hadn't done or said that you wished you had, or the things other people have done or said that you wish they hadn't, or not done and said that you wish they had, and you're feeling regret or disappointed or critical or defensive or afraid you're catapulting yourself into the past and you're not being where you are right now. Like I was on the first part of my walk this morning, I was regretting staying at this place. I was regretting making the booking. I was regretting my choice. I was regretting responding to the owner. I was worried about what he might do. I was thinking about what happened to me when my ID was stolen and all the mess that created with the banks, my credit cards, my business accounts and everything. And I was no longer there where I was until I finally noticed I was just there walking on a country road by some plants on a street, by some houses, and I was okay. Savvy souls, when we're just here now, where we are, we can notice that we're okay. We're safe. We're alive. And we can go beyond that. We can go beyond just noticing that we're alive and safe because we can practice the habit of savoring. I call it a habit because I think it's something that is so useful to practice and to practice enough that we make it 
into our habit, our way of being. So savoring means to taste or smell with pleasure. We are reminded to use our senses and to really experience things. Savoring means to relish, which means to experience something with great enjoyment. Savoring means to delight in something, which means to derive great pleasure from it. The great thing about savoring, Savvy Souls, is it's something very solid. It's something that's very much within our grasp at any time. It's not trying to control our uncontrollable future, and it's not trying to change our unchangeable past. It's very doable. You can think of savoring as an intentional action you can choose to take in any moment, in any moment at all. It's an action more likely produce happiness than any other. I'm going to give you a couple of personal examples that have happened to me recently. Springtime here where I live in Ontario is a fabulous time to practice savoring. Savoring is a practice we can undertake at any time, but there are some times when it's easier than others. And right now is one of those easy times here. I live on an acreage in the country and during the spring right now, there is and has been a parade of flowers for about five or six weeks. First of all, it was daffodils springing up everywhere and little crocuses and little pansies. And then it was tulips. I must have had 30 varieties of tulips. I'm not exaggerating. Of every single color. And this year we had a cold spring and lots of rain and the tulips grew so high, so gloriously high. And they had flower heads that were the size of large mugs, large coffee cups. It was incredible. And then it was all the flowering trees, the lilacs and the crabapple trees and the pear trees, just flowers everywhere. And now, right now, it's just the very beginning of peony time, but it's the most glorious time for irises. I really delight in irises. They didn't grow in Saskatoon where I grew up. Um, they didn't grow there then now, maybe they're imported and they found more hardy varieties, but they didn't grow there then now. And right now I have three types. One is just this deep, deep iridescent purple. Just when you study it closely, it's just so metallic and just so deep in its beauty of that color. And there are ones that are bright pink and yellow and these other ones that are very, very subtle, yellow and peach. And I really get transported by the irises. Their shape is so complicated and so spectacular and so proud and so different. And they're here so briefly 
And the flowers just produce this massively creative bloom in such a short space of time. I think as humans, if we could produce such beautiful works of art so easily and so quickly, it would be incredible what we might be able to accomplish. And yet I had a friend visiting here this weekend and she said to her companion, oh, but irises don't last long. And I think she was kind of evaluating my flowers to see what she might like to grow in her garden. And I found that comment so interesting because if I were to plant only flowers that endure here, I would miss this parade of flowers, most of which do last but a very short time. And I would miss all these magical moments of experiencing the massive variety and creativity of my parade of short-lived blossoms. But if I look at these irises released from thoughts about the past or the future, I can fully appreciate them. I can delight in all that they have to offer right now, which is so much. And I can take pictures and I can delight in their small details and I can paint them and relish them for everything they have to offer right now. I experience something quite powerful about those things that don't exist long, especially lovely things that are transient, ephemeral, evanescent, impermanent. I know those words kind of all mean the same, but they have this lovely meaning, each one for me. It's like Savvy Souls, when you experience a great musical concert, it might be a once-in-a-lifetime experience with your favorite band. I remember seeing you two on one of their many visits to Toronto in the stadium, which was then called the Sky Dome, which has this big dome that opens up to the sky and the CN Tower, this tall, tall tower in Toronto that reaches to the sky, towered above us, and it was lit with lights that changed in color. And the U2 was at the height of their popularity, and they were singing these songs. And people in the towers around the Sky Dome were out on balconies, and they all lit matches at the end of each song, as did all 50,000 or whatever, I think there were about 50,000 of us in the stadium on the floor as we rocked to the music. And it was one of those moments I won't experience again, but was so powerful in the moment. But it's like that Savvy Souls with the smaller things, a special family celebration where your young ones are there at this age, in this moment, being who they are now and won't be again, or old people who might not be there with us anymore in a few moments. And it's treasuring and loving those people as they are now. Or it's the small things like a hug with a friend who you love or a delicious 
dessert your friend has made for you and remembering to stop and savor it. For me right now, it's even just remembering to drink water and noticing noticing how the water nourishes me. It's all those things that are transient but can transport us into the moment, those things that remind us where we are right now. They ask us to fully appreciate them now because we know they won't last. Savvy souls, this has been my greatest realization as I have made this year, 2023, as an artist, my year of studying clouds. And as I studied them, the one thing about clouds is they are fleeting. They are transient. But then what I started to notice is how present they are when they are here, how enormous they are, how many tons and tons of water they contain, how majestic are their gestures, how bright their colors are. And I realized what captivates me most is the intense beingness of the clouds as they are here with us right now. Savvy souls, the truth is that we, you and me, all of us, we are ephemeral creatures ourselves. We're here on the earth for the blink of an eye when you consider the timeline of the universe. And then we're gone. And we can be worried about this or we can draw great comfort from each moment we are here. We can be guided to really be here, to really experience this moment and then experience the next moment. We can keep coming back to this truth that we are here now and we're okay. Whenever we are hijacked by rushing, by worrying, by stressing out, but what will happen or fussed about something that happened in the past, whenever we're in a state where we feel flooded, we can practice shifting to a state of savoring we can refocus our attention on what is available to us right now. Savvy souls, there is always something around us to savor right now. If we look for it, just make a practice, savvy souls, of finding it. And there's an added benefit to this savoring practice because moments of deep savoring move us into our right brain which does not have the emotions of fear or worry or anger and all of those things. It has only the emotions of wonder and awe. And even better, it's our creative center. It's the part of us that pieces things together differently, that finds new solutions, that discovers new ideas, that creates art and creates beauty. Savvy souls, when you're feeling rushed, or overwhelmed, or anxious, or angry, or a sense of urgency, or you're stuck, or feeling disappointed, I want you to stop 
and take a breath. Slow down your body. Soothe your nervous system. Ask yourself, where am I right now? Notice your feelings. Allow them to be there or to pass through you. Notice where you're sitting. Notice who it is who is around you. Notice what you can experience right here where you are now. Notice what you can see, what you can smell, what you can touch. Drop into all of your five senses. Intentionally practicing all these things that are okay right now will bring you back out of this rushing, out of this sense of urgency and into more of who you really are at your core. I guarantee, Savvy Souls, there is something in this moment for you to savor, even if it's just the fact that you are alive and breathing. You can notice the air coming into your lungs, literally the air providing you with the oxygen you need to breathe. One thing I love about this savoring practice is it's always available. You don't have to reframe your thoughts. You don't have to come up with a plan. You don't have to figure anything out. You don't have to solve a problem. You don't have to fix something that's already happened. You don't have to do anything at all except breathe, notice, and focus on what's okay right now. I think you'll discover over time, Savvy Souls, if you practice this habit of savoring, that you'll be able to soothe your nervous system quicker and quicker and you'll be more creative, and you'll have a greater sense of peace and well-being. How good is that? This practice won't make your life always feel good. You're still going to be triggered. You're still going to be catapulted into worry and concern and all of that stuff. But it will increase the amount of time you spend peacefully and gratefully alive. And that's what I want for all of you and that's what I want for me too, because it's a practice I'm obviously working on too. I had my experience this morning, but then I remembered to do something about it, and that changed everything. It changed what I could say to you today, and it changed how I'll approach this day intentionally. Love you guys, and see you next week. Bye now. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want. <laughs>